Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is Skincare with Friends. Hi, this is Nia of Skincare with Friends fame. This week, a little explanation first before um, we start the podcast. Um, Just let you know what's been going on because we haven't had our usual output. Sadly, poor young Natalie, um, she's had a few mishaps. She's fine, but um, she's had some problems that meant that she's unable to record with me. Um, Her house flooded, poor thing, so her computer was underneath the water. Um, so I have um, brought in some other skincare friends to speak with while we're waiting for Natalie to um, receive more equipment to record with. So this week we're, we've got uh, a lovely lady called Renee Serbon. Um, she is one of the top experts in the business of skincare in North America. I thought she was in America, but she's actually in Canada. Um, she is a proponent of a unique system of skincare called cornea therapy and um, something that I didn't really know much about so it was fascinating to hear she has uh, she's a managing director of a brand called derma visuals and she's a renowned skincare educator and as well as being a lovely person and uh, she was good enough to speak to me and um, I hope you enjoy Come and find us. Uh, Renee is going to be answering questions uh, on the Skincare with Friends Facebook group at some point when we've uh, put the uh, podcast out. And I'm sure she'll answer any questions you have about the podcast. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Skincare with Friends. I'm Nia Patton and today I have a guest who's not Natalie and uh, her name is Renee Sabon, and uh, she's talking to me all the way from America. Welcome, Renee. Hey, how are Nia. You? How are you? Hi. I'm great. <laughs> yes. How are things? I've been listening to your podcast and really love cool. this discussion. So I've been very excited about oh, hopping no on to you and rattling your cage, perhaps. <laughs> oh, wicked. Oh, that sounds like fun. Brilliant. Oh, so you're in California? No, actually, do you know what? Um, I think the timeline kind of says California, but I'm actually in California uh-huh. time zone, but I'm just north of the border in Canada and British Columbia. Oh, right. Oh, brilliant. Yes. I can make ah. you extra jealous. Do you want me to make you extra jealous? Yes, please. <laughs> I live in a wine country, British Columbia, in the Okanagan oh, beautiful. Valley. Yes. So, (laughs) yes, it literally is paradise. So, yes, I do. Oh, my God. Yes. So, when when we're allowed out of our cages, you have to come and visit. I really want to do that. Yes, that would be lovely. Yeah, you know, I I haven't been outside my house, really, apart from going to the shop and the school and whatnot. So, yeah, anything would be nice, to be honest. Oh, isn't this the case? 
So, uh, yes, we have a modified lockdown, so it's not yeah. as severe as yours. And I know my sister lives in Scotland, actually. So mm. her lockdown with her children is very similar to yours. And I think yeah. we're all going just a little bit crazy at the moment. But yep. what a great time to investigate <laughs> more skin stuff. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's something that people can do. And it's it's amusing and it's pleasant and it's self care. So yeah, I think it's 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 a great activity for lockdown. Why not? Isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. There's yeah. always time for skin. Skin is always a good choice <laughs> to pursue. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's always nice. So um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about your background and uh, how you came into skincare. Okay. So you know, I actually didn't really think. Um, as a child that, you know, that my mm. ambition is skin. Um, no. I always said I would be a teacher or a superstar. And coincidentally, a I think superstar. I'm managing. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I think I've like made the cut here. <laughs> so um, <laughs> because some, some days I feel like a superstar and I do get to teach in the industry um, quite a lot. I do a lot of um, postgraduate mm. education in the industry. So it's really yeah. interesting because um, I'm actually, obviously you can hear I'm not from Canada originally. Um, no. So my training and background is definitely more in the um, – on the UK model of training. So I'm Sedesco and SIPTAC certified with a New Zealand qualification. Yeah. Um, yes. And how it came about is that I went to um, university to study business mm. and um, my entre entrepreneurial spirit kind of thought, what can I do as an amazing student job, you know, on my own terms? Yeah. And so I went to study nail technology and then mm. kind of ended up working in clinics and then got, you know, excited by yeah. skin and the world of aesthetics or beauty therapy, um, as you would know it better as. Um, yeah. I've had to yeah. change my language around that since I moved to Canada. Um, yes. And, yeah, we all and, have different terms for the this <laughs> industry that we're in. And Britain hasn't really got a, a name for it as yet. Right. So I, yeah. I personally resonate with beauty therapy or skin therapists mm. the most. But yes, yeah, so anyway... Out of that, um, I kind of built a reputation as the meanest wax in town. Um, mm. That really did not excite me because I said, I mean, I love a good wax. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't want to be the one yeah. giving everybody waxes for 12 hours a no. day. You know, yeah, seven you, days you did it and it's done. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. So in my, in my website, I talk a little bit about my breaking point in that. Um, mm. And I decided that's it. Like I come from a family of medical, um, medical, you know, uh, mm. professionals. And I decided, yeah. no, Renee, you're going to pull up your socks and like find the best postgraduate education that you can and up your game in anatomy, mm. physiology, cosmetic chemistry. And I pursued skin correction with a mm. vengeance. And yeah. Yes, and here I am. It has been a really um, wild ride. Nothing is unfolding in the way that I ever envision. It's better, and I just mm. love what I do. I literally never work a day in my life. I just That's get fab. to do what I love. <laughs> cool. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So you've if you've got your own clinic, so where you I work. So I have, don't have an open appointment book anymore. So mm. the 
So the long and short is basically that I've ran clinics for a long, long time and I'm really good. My gift is seeing patterns and systems and Mm. procedures, pre-care, post-care, you know, writing out the step-by-step of how to do each treatment, client follow-up, which is really important. And also the flow of, um, you know, the client journey through clinics. So I ended up like consulting in that capacity a lot and helping clinics um, like mm. estheticians and dermatology yes, clinics. Yeah, so we help them yeah. increase their bottom line by 30% or more. But the yeah. key is doing that via enhanced education about the skin. I do yeah. um, mix like the medical with the aesthetics and like know when to cross refer mm. essentially. And the science that I operate on, so my point of view in skin is a little bit. Um, different and um, because I mm. follow the principles of corneotherapy which is um, uh, you know a, yeah. a methodology or approach to skin in which our ultimate goal is to keep the mm. epidermis the outer layer of the skin yes. intact at all times yeah so this is what when you said when I read on your website corneotherapy mm-hmm. I was envisaging um, a process whereby you're sort of maintaining the um, epidermal barrier layer and supporting it in your skincare, I su- yes. suppose. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I like the sound of that. That sounds good to me. <laughs> it is. And I've uh, listened to a few of your episodes where you were talking about, um, you know, different modalities of treatment. And um, mm. you actually did mention that, you know, some of them can be really risky if the skin is not mm. in a state to actually undergo specific treatment. Yes. So, you know, so there's a number of reasons. I think that, you know, the skin is a very, very smart appendage. It protects us mm. from the outside world. If it fails, we're actually triggering the immune system. So how important yes. is my work? Like, I just love it. And I don't take it lightly. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. if we yeah. if we have disrupted skin barriers, um, we're, we're really um, unlocking a cascade of events that really can be um, very upsetting for people. Totally, yes. And, and um, I read a study. I think we talked about it ages ago. Now we, I read a study about um, allergies. <clears throat> the reason why there's an increase in peanut allergies, so you know, systemic a- allergies to peanuts, is because there's an increase in eczema, and because the the skin barrier is not is not uh, performing properly, the peanut particles can get in to your internal system and spark this sort of extra immune response and that's because of the the problems with the skin because genetically there's just more eczema around and uh, yeah thus there's more peanut allergies in general so yeah totally totally right yeah you know, like things like um, eczema, psoriasis, um, you know, what we call like those uh, typical conditions that result as a barrier dysfunction or, or the mm. stem from a barrier dysfunction. So, you know, right now is a great example of all the hand washing that we're doing. Yeah. How many of your friends and even your children, you know, are complaining yeah, about like totally. you know, dry hands, you know, having yeah. eczema when they maybe typically don't have um, those kind of issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so it's like triggers, like a lot of triggers. And um, the peanut allergy, you know, uh, we also see this um, – 
and population of people who perhaps have like um, asthma as an underlying mm. uh, condition that they're more uh, likely or more prone for skin barrier disruption. So, mm. you know, our ultimate goal in corneotherapy is not only to repair the skin barrier, but the membrane mm. of every cell of the skin, which I think is yeah. so amazing because they yes. connect. And our corneocyte, which is the cornified keratinocyte, yeah. that's the outermost cell. You know, the keratinocyte. So that's the dead skin cell that everyone's trying to remove when they're using glycolic and lactic acid and scrubs and whatever else they're exfoliating with. Yeah. So imagine the corneocyte is like when it's cornified, but it's not dead because it still has the capability to communicate with other cells of the mm. epidermis so you know because a great example is like you go in the sun and you tan as your defense mm. mechanism uh, well if you can tan <laughs> mm. everybody will tan if you get the perfect uh condition to do so like every skin will tan no matter how fair you are doesn't mean mm. that you should but it will have given no. the optimal opportunity but um you know, so that, that just shows you that what we think is a dead cell still has the capability to send a message to other cells like the melanocyte, which is responsible mm. for the production of pigment yeah. to say, hey, we need some help. We need to, you know, we need protection. So if we're sloughing that off, like, you know, or treating it like the kitchen floor, we're missing mm. or removing some of that ability of cell-to-cell -cell communication. Um, mm. And usually by the time you've exfoliated, you've also removed your acid mantle, which along with yeah. the microbiome is your first line of skin barrier defense. And now you're down two lines of skin barrier defense out of the five. So mm. let's just think about that for a moment. Why are we like Yes, why would we want to do that? Yeah. It doesn't exactly. make sense, does it? No. Yes. So, you know, we just kind of, I think, need to be a little bit more kind and a little bit more gentle with our skin and allowing it to do what it actually is designed to do. Um, mm. You know, it's an amazing, it's an amazing appendage if we, if we just, you know, kind of give it the right building blocks to function optimally and then it will do its job. Um you know, and so I think that's mm. key. And, you know, so, so our approach in corneotherapy is always to make sure that we are repairing the skin barrier first and foremost, including every yeah. cell membrane. Then what that sets us up is for really great success with anything we choose to do afterwards, whether that be chasing mm. pigment, whether that be chasing, you know, aging or mm. whatever it might be, because the cell is able to better communicate to other cells and our yeah. outcome is always better when we just take a moment to start by making sure that we have a fully functioning skin barrier and viable cell membranes um, yeah. then we can poke the fibroblast with a sharp stick like collagen induction therapy to make collagen mm -hmm. and elastin and glycoglycema glycans we can put things on the skin to regulate the production of pigment you know that's yeah. where magic happens like you're serious the money that you then spend on treatments just is so much better because your skin is yeah capable of responding better. yeah yeah so when you say fibroblasts, I know what fibroblasts and glycoaminoglycans are, but we better tell people in case they don't know. Maybe <laughs> they do. I don't know. So, <laughs> well, 
we shall just share it anyway. Um, yeah. So the so my some of my favorite cells is the keratinocyte, which is what you see and touch mm. and feel. Then you have the melanocyte, and the melanocyte's job is to make pigment. And then yes. we have like the fibroblast. The fibroblast is probably every woman's best friend. Yeah, <laughs> and they didn't even know it existed either, probably. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> we we love the fibroblast because yeah. the fibroblast makes our collagen and elastin. So let's pause on yeah. collagen and elastin for a minute. So think of a fabric um, and you have, you know, like the cross weaving, the which is the collagen and elastin, if you will. And then, but yeah. you always have these little micro spaces between the threads, right? Between the weave and glycoglycemoglycans is what fills that space in between. I kind yeah. of, in lamest terms, say, you know, when you go to a little baby and you like squish their arm, you know, that chunky little um, wrist that they that. have, <laughs> right? I know, and they have the yeah. juicy thighs that you just want to be squishable. The cheek just jumps right back out. That's <laughs> because they have so much glycoglycemoglycans. Like they have like yeah. juicy skin. Um, and it declines from day two onwards, sadly, along with the collagen oh, and the elastin. day two. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but That's can, so depressing. <laughs> isn't it? But when you get to our age, you can poke it with a sharp stick and tell it, make some more, make some more. The Qu yeah. it's question the quality and quantity is questionable but it will always try to make uh yeah. collagen elastin and gags is the short short word for it yeah yeah the, yeah the, do you want me to like really depress you uh yeah <laughs> yeah i'm already really I'll, depressed go on <laughs> i'll bring you back to the light it's okay um <laughs> The melanocyte, on the other hand, is not as generous as our fibroblast. And the melanocyte, oh. do you know what? Clinically, I get more complaints about pigmentation almost than I do yeah. aging. Because yes. he is a rebel. The downside of the melanocyte, as glorious as he is, um, is that there is no stem cell resource of the melanocyte. So, hmm. Okay. So what you get is what you is what you've got, and yeah. there like uh, uh, you know it it starts in the neurocrescent, the fetal development, right? And like mm. that's it. That's your blueprint. There is no stem cell resource. So if you damage the melanocytes prematurely, you're going to have mm. issues. So it is a long living but slow cycling cell, unlike the keratinocyte, mm. which like is long living yeah. but and like but it has like a, a, a an abundant stem cell resource, right? So it renews. You're mm. always gonna have constantly skin. coming up. Yeah. Exactly. But Mr. Melanocyte. You kind of lose um, a fair amount of your melanocytes uh, function by the time you hit um, yeah. 35. Because okay. <laughs> I think like when I was young, when I was an idiot, when I was like in my teens and whatnot, I would, you know, I go a lovely color, like brown. My skin would be brown. But if mm -hmm. I get a tan now, it's just blotchy. So, yes. you know, that sort of even concentration of melanocytes is, is gone. And I've just Yay. got these stupid ones in my face. <laughs> and especially for people who have the redhead gene, um, mm. you know, you kind of get more blotchy um, 
the you know as you go on because creating a red pigment because pigment is eumelanin or pheomelanin brown pigment mm. or red pigment and um d- making red pigment is a much more oxidative process for the skin than making eumelanin so mm. um there's a lot more oxidative it requires more energy so the skin can age faster the melanocyte itself can damage faster as well mm. um so yes we kind of end up um, with an uneven tan later in life yeah. um and obviously you know uh, because of that um high oxidative activity and creating pheomelanin um it also puts individuals with the red hair gene at a higher risk of developing skin cancer in the lifetime yeah. actually mm-hmm. quite significantly higher so because that's what melanocytes know. are doing they're protecting the skin from cancer essentially like a natural sunblock that we create yeah the job is obviously to like absorb uv light so that it doesn't you know um go into the deeper layers of the skin so Mm. if it fails then yes then we're going to have other issues so yes the melanocyte is a is a rebel um and i love him and Mm. hate him at the same time (laughs) or her whatever (laughs) takes your fancy um Yeah, he's a, hard, a little bit harder to control. So, you know, the, so so with skin, there are some things that we want to stimulate and other mm. things we want to regulate instead. And we need to understand the cosmetic chemistry because certain ingredients stimulate things and others mm. regulate other things within the skin. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the melanocytes are stimulated by inflammation as well. So by removing the corneal layer and exfoliating too much, you know, you're going to be angering those cells that we're trying to calm down. So yeah, definitely a case for trying not to upset your barrier. Definitely. A hundred percent. It's such an integrate system. And the, you know, the melanocyte, for example,'s communication with the keratinocyte is very intricate as well. So, Mm. um, you know, the response to heat, especially in like um, melasma or what we call melanin stimulating cascade of pigment Mm. is, um, you know, it's kind of like your melanocyte salivates when it sees the sun or feels (laughs) the sun and it just salivates pigment. It's juicy. (laughs) Yeah. So for people who have like those types of conditions, it's like, yes, you kind of want to like not be out in the peak of heat um, during the day. And you, you know, sunglasses does go a long way in that particular condition. Um, you know so Mm. just put it like being smart like sun smart skin smart is where it's at but the good news is and okay i'm gonna share a secret here and Mm -hmm. every every beauty therapist and esthetician will probably hate me for saying this so don't tell my clients okay (laughs) (laughs) um because um yes 70 percent of an end result of a healthy skin or, you know, optimally functioning skin Mm. really lies in what you do at home on a daily basis. Yes. That other 30% can be added by clinical services, et cetera. But I want your audience to kind of just think about this for a moment. There's no point in spending all that money on all the elaborate crazy treatments Mm. that's out there and not doing the right thing at home on a daily basis. No, it's not that, that simple. 
you right? can't, That's, yeah, there's no quick fix, unfortunately, is there? No, it, that is exactly the equivalent of like eating 10 bags of chips and going to the gym once a week. Doesn't yeah. work. So the power is in your hands. The power is in what you choose to do for your skin on a daily basis, which I think is so empowering. And then you can, then, you know, that's the baseline, whatever you choose to do in clinic, Mm. which I still recommend, it's just going to be more magical. Yes. Yeah. You know, you need, you need your skin to be elastic and hydrated to take whatever treatment you're going to have. Definitely helps. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I wanted to know if you have any burning questions running around in your in your head that you're like, okay, now that I've upset you. <laughs> no, you didn't upset me at all. I completely agree. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Uh, so I guess, you know, I find it hard when I'm trying to recommend skincare for other people. I find it quite difficult because skin, everybody's skin is so different that you're, mm. you know, I you don't want to upset their apple cart because, you know, some, you could get a reaction to almost anything. Oh, yeah. Some things, you know, you think you've got something safe and no, it, it does something weird to your skin. So, yeah, mm. it's, it's, I find that pretty hard, so particularly people it, with that X Murray type skins. That's always, oh, that's always difficult. Yes. <laughs> very reactive because yeah. because eczema is um you know like it's not just an external response it is also like internal response i'll come back to to gut remind me to come back to gut and um mind mm. um and the link it has to skin so yeah. um but but yes this is the thing you, you could in, in theory respond to anything so this is why um you know, full disclosure, I do distribute a skincare line. The brand doesn't matter. Um, but here mm. are the key things that I want to kind of talk about skincare in general. I sure. love, 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 love when something is compatible with skin. So yeah. I want as far as possible biocompatibility or bespoke. Mm. So any good formulation doesn't matter what you use and the perfect world to be like helpful for skin. It needs to contain essential fatty acids, triglycerides mm-hmm. and cholesterol, ideally in a one to one to one ratio, or that's where you kind mm. of want the, yep. to get the balance yep. of skin. Okay. Um, so yes, I've, I've read that a, a, a moisturizer won't work. It'll, it could actually make the skin worse if it doesn't have that balance of those three ingredients you need That's to make right. sure it's, yeah, just so. Yes. The killer for skin, especially um, like more sensitive skin, um, is uh, things that disrupt the skin barrier function, like emulsifiers. The skin actually mm. has a capability to, so emulsifiers' job is to mix the water and the oil phase of a cream together. But mm. in the skin, we do have sediferous and sebaceous secretions. And mm-hmm. in the skin, it mixes with it. It's the only place on planet Earth it does it on itself. Otherwise, you need an emulsifier to do it. So in the mm. presence of certain enzymes and also ceramides in our skin, um, it mixes the water and oil phase of the secretions together to create mm. the acid mantle. 
from the secretions point of view, but in the cornification process, the keratinocyte life cycle at the stratum granulosum layer, we do have like an oddland body that is responsible for making oil um, in this mm. in the cell and also natural moisturizing factor, NMF. Yeah. That as it goes through this compaction process and the cell flattens, it kind of squeezes out and gives us a little gift mm. at the point where it cornifies. So and clever, isn't it? It's in, right. In, yeah. It's just like it's designed so perfectly that you have moisturizer that your skin creates itself. Yes. It's quite beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. So as it, it squishes out our little gift of uh, the water and the oil component that then also works to contribute to our multilamellar structural bilayer and the um, acid mantle on the surface of the skin. So, However, the internal gift of that, like internal to like of the cell, um, mm. is you're going to get as good as you've got. So if you don't have oil nutritionally, then you're going to mm. have very dry skin because there's nothing for the cell to give. It needs those build, nutritional building blocks present from a nutritional mm. point of view to begin with. Um, yes, we can assist it um, topically, but you definitely want to work on getting the internal stuff to contribute to that as well. So omega yeah. supplements is a big thing. Um, so I want all my clients to be at minimum on a really good multivitamin and omega supplements. Mm. So would you would you recommend um, collagen supplements? I the hydrolyzed love, collagen. Yeah. yeah. I love collagen supplements in general. You know, it has a lot of other benefits beyond skin. Mm. Um, and I do see, you know, I don't see like aha responses in every client, but I never see a negative no. response either. So I do think it's a, a good building block to introduce. Yeah. Um, if I have to choose between Omega and collagen, I would mm -hmm. choose Omega if I'm forced to okay. choose. Mm. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, maybe have a bit of both. <laughs> Why Ideally. not? <laughs> Ideally. Yeah. Of course. So, um, so yeah, so that's amazing. And then, you know, so the gut health is really, is, is really, a, um, there's a direct correlation between gut health and skin health. We see that with mm. conditions like rosacea, acne, things like that. Um, but yeah. I also just want to mention, like, especially in these crazy times, the mind or mental health also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Stress. Mm. Yes. If you're stressed, it changes hormonal levels. And I can see like, um, especially with conditions like rosacea and certain types of acne, um, we mm. definitely see that's where I really go into um, I call it like we're going to have to have the woo conversation here <laughs> because <laughs> like I literally said that you need to, you know, like um, learn how to relax and, you know, take a breath yeah. essentially yeah. Um, because that will cause mayhem in your skin and in some conditions can really create a little bit of a vicious cycle fuel mm. the storm so to say or yeah. fuel the yeah, fire acne and rosacea are pretty stressful so it's not you know there's no escape from the stress then is there <laughs> it's really tough yeah, and then you're like, okay, we're trying to keep the hormones intact, so let's not stress because we don't want to like spike endorphins and adrenaline and testosterone because then we're yeah. gonna have to go and 
you know, block enzymes to stop the testosterone from t- turning into dihydrotestosterone yeah. that triggers yeah. more acne, you know. Oh, my gosh. So we're on a lactone, I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and just, you know, take the walk. Take the time out, you yeah. know, journal, whatever, whatever you need to do to get mm-hmm. and like, you know, detach from the, from this, from the craziness surrounding you um, and mm. what stresses you, like turn off the news, um, you know, and I see a lot of it yeah. right now uh, in our crazy world uh, because some people mm-hmm. are very concerned, obviously. So, you know, and we're getting frustrated, like, gee, you know, it's like, like yeah. what the hell am I going to do if my kids, like, I'm out of ideas and they're driving me crazy. <laughs> it's so, so many things that you could be stressing about at the moment. It's just... Like, don't so ask me mad. to homeschool my children. That's not <laughs> happening. I'm terrible no. at it. <laughs> it's so hard, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm a great Those teacher, things. but only when it comes to skin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trying to, it's, oh. your, it's yeah, your, it's your own children. It's just something else they push buttons you didn't know you had (laughs) and yes I have two and I have to say the one is very much a mirror image of me and knows Mm, exactly how to push my buttons and I'm like it's it's good that they're so cute because I think it's like a natural protection you can (laughs) see why that happens yeah (laughs) oh my goodness yeah like literally my husband and I divide and conquer I look at him and I go your child your turn this one's yours yeah oh dear me yeah yeah and um yeah masks as well have you noticed that masks have been causing a bit more skin issues yeah brutal right isn't it yes well because you know it's a perfect breeding ground for bacteria when you have Mm -hmm. heat dark and moisture all in the yeah. same place and um a period of distress so i'm seeing an awful lot of perioral dermatitis um, yes i got you know, some myself i don't yeah. I, i've done everything i can't get rid of it it's really irritating yeah. so my yeah. go, my go-to for that like kiwi seed oil we have a very pure kiwi seed oil is okay magic Yes, because it's like an omega, like it's very high in omega content and it's antimicrobial. Mm. It is really great for perioral dermatitis okay. in general. But since this craziness, like that's like a lot, uh, used an awful lot. And there's another ingredient to look for and that's uh, mm. great for skin barrier repair is EGCG. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you just it's type it in a growth factor <laughs> n- no it's a um epi- epigalacti oh yeah uh, yeah green tea yeah course, it's yeah. a green t- yeah it's a green tea extract but without the caffeine um yeah, yeah so that is really great for skin barrier repair and um also very calming on the skin so that's been really oh. great um, for us here and like we're super dry and majority of Canada is very ambient low humidity so oh, right. um, ha- yeah so like having extra lipid content um, is really good really really good um, cool. and then purifying masks like or like you know like clay mass is really good like to purify mm. but you need to not compromise the moisture so if it's a drying yeah. mask it's not good um, yeah, I, quite, I quite often find that clay masks are a bit, yeah, dry. you feel a bit sort of tight afterwards. That's not ideal. 
yeah so sheet masks are really good and you can um you know put like uh concentrates or serums underneath to customize mm. it so because what i use like we can completely customize um everything facials creams mm. like i literally whip you up a magic potion just for nia oh cool and yes so we choose we have like 40 what we call active agent concentrates so you can choose like vitamin b vitamin a vitamin c whatever we want to do to mm. mix into a cream for our clients it makes it so we can segue it and i can make little gels for people to put underneath oh, their mask gosh, that's especially amazing yes right so especially on nurses at the moment and we can even make like a yeah. custom toner to help as well that they can just Lovely. spritz it on at their lunch break to kind of help with that um it's been really good that we are able yeah. to do that but yeah it's it's creating a little bit of uh, skin issues and you mm. know well we all know so um Yes, and, and other than that, you know, I think like understanding what ingredients helps with what. Um, I think being very selectively targeted in your in your ingredients to mm. choose what outcome you actually want for your skin is really important. You can be very targeted and, you know, like do one thing. It doesn't mean that you're going to do nothing else, but I say start skin barrier repair, then pick the next battle kind of like you have to do with your mm. children pick the next fight and then maintain that while yeah, moving on to the that next one first. fight. Mm. Yes, don't try to do everything at the same time. Yes. Yeah, cuz I I um I I don't know if you've used the ordinary ever. Uh have you heard of the ordinary? No, I've Desium? heard of it. I've heard yeah, of it, it's, but it's, it's a, not, but go again cuz I have to like look it up. I don't I don't have yeah, seen it it's in a Canada. Canadian brand actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, they they're from this. It started in Toronto, um, yeah. but they um, their philosophy they base the they basically make lots of serums with based on one ingredient. So right. you've got like so, a, a ret just a retinol zero point two percent in oil, and you know it's quite simple um, recipes, simple ingredients, mm -hmm. no no um, fragrance at all. So it's quite sort of an easy Perfect. well not easy it's quite complicated to use but it's quite a simple <laughs> idea I say to my clinics it's like it's complicated for us it's easy yeah. for the the for your client for the end consumer and that's what mm. you want because if it's too complicated nobody does it so it sounds very no. similar to what I distribute as well because we also have like usually like one hero ingredient in our uh, yeah. serum but um we encapsulate it in like liposomes and nanoparticles so it doesn't matter what mm. you use but you really got to be thinking about the delivery system in skincare because that really yeah. equates an e efficiency or effectiveness um yeah. so so yes yeah, so we have things like vitamin a nanoparticles vitamin c vitamin b mm. boswellia you know things like uh, things like that kiwi seed oil the egcg is separate and, but encapsulated in a liposome and a liposome gene mm. like should i explain what a liposome is yeah sure yep okay so liposomes and nanoparticles is very clever science very clever technology because what it is is imagine an oil bubble now they're not all created equal because sometimes uh, some cosmetic companies will use synthetic 
you really mm. kind of want to know what the liposome is made up of because if it's synthetic it will end up a cellular debris in your skin which we don't want okay. so you want the mm. you want the bio identical liposome and our case yeah. we use uh, phosphatidylcholine or lecithin is what you'll see oh, yeah. in the yeah. ingredient index, i right? know yeah i've seen that word yeah Yes. So, so how would you know if it was if it was lecithin based? I guess you rely be, on the brand to tell you, I suppose. Yes, and if it says if it's a serum and like lecithin is like will be right on your ingredient deck. Mm. Yeah, so, so keep really your appeal for that. Look at the ingredients. Yes, read the labels. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Um, so the difference between a liposome and a nanoparticle, so first of all, it's like imagine an oil bubble, okay? And mm. in the oil bubble, we put the active ingredient like vitamin A or vitamin C. The one is designed to carry lipid-loving ingredients and the other one to carry water-loving ingredients. It's kind of like to, um, in layman's terms, trick the skin so that it will mm. accept what you are delivering into the deeper layers of the skin. Okay. Yes. Um, and so the lip- oil travels better into the deeper layers. Yeah, but when it's encapsulated, yeah, it depends on where you want to target it and whether the ingredient mm. inside is water loving or oil loving. So you kind of want the skin. Skin is oil loving. Like skin is a healthy mm. balance of water and oil, and oil floats on water. So if you have to choose, like we always chase oil first and make our clients mm. drink the water because. <laughs> um, okay then the oil will help keep the water into the layers of the skin, okay? Mm. So liposome is a bilayer or um, that, that holds the ingredient inside, and a nanoparticle is a monolayer. So that's like the mm. key difference. But they will kind of travel through the bilayer. The bubble will burst, essentially, and deliver the ingredients into the deeper layers of the skin. But this is where the magic then happens. You get a mm. little return benefit because if the liposome nanoparticle is made up of a biophysical or physiological component like phosphatidylcholine, then that will fuse with the oil layer of the skin and ultimately contribute to forming your acid mantle instead mm. of being cellular debris. So what you've just done is you've kind of created a vesicle for the ingredients um, to tr- to be absorbed into the di- deeper layers of the skin. The mm. oil bubble essentially also keeps the ingredient, the active pure. So you have you can use lower yeah. potency and have the same effect than products that are not encapsulated yeah. and a higher potency. Mm-hmm. So. I get you. Yeah, so be so good for something like vitamin C, which um, is quite unstable. Um, exactly, and we don't really want it sitting around on the top layer of your skin because it oxidizes and goes a bit horrible. Exactly, and that's like that zippy feeling. So you know, so mm-hmm. so the one that I use, like we never have that zippy irritation feeling on the surface yeah. of the skin because it's encapsulated. And vitamin A, again, you can actually use um, lower concentration and have the same effect because you can actually deliver it deeper easily um, without that irritation. I mean, you can still get a retinoid reaction. Don't get me wrong. I've done that mm. <laughs> to my yeah. clients. Kind of goes, Whoops, that was a bit frisky, um, <laughs> which I get all excited about, but they don't appreciate. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> you know it's working though, isn't it? It's that like the cells are doing something that's cool. It's exciting. Yes, but but it's so funny because my clients are like they literally like start to think I'm crazy because I'm like that's amazing. Let's get you in the machine to photograph this, and they're like, "You are <laughs> insane! I don't want a photo like this." I'm like, "Yes, you do." <laughs> yeah, it's so, good. <laughs> yeah this is amazing and they're like oh I said don't worry you'll love me in two weeks time (laughs) yes it's gonna turn out well yes obviously I really need to build trust before I throw that type of stuff at their skin so yeah Yeah. be expecting that kind of thing yes exactly and then what else did I want to share with you I think really making sure that you're keeping the skin barrier in mind all the time is super important so in Canada we have extreme uh, temperatures except it's a very Mm. mild winter this year because it's a weird year but normally like very extreme temperatures so skin the the barrier can really deteriorate easier you know with seasonal change especially like going into winter so when you're having something that's a bit customizable then it allows you Mm. to also bring in more lipids in the winter time and more antioxidants for example in summertime Mm. so don't be afraid to like to make sure that your skincare is not just current or what you are trying to treat in terms of yeah. your skin condition or it the should outcome be seasonal. that you want yeah. should be seasonally uh, adjusted as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, and do you recommend uh, sunscreens, obviously? Surely, yes. Probably. Yes, <laughs> yeah. especially for you guys in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of red hygiene going on yeah. there and in Scotland, probably even more in Scotland than Ireland. And um, yes, uh, definitely sunscreen. If you have a more um, delicate skin or a more uh, reactive skin, um, mm-hmm. I really, really love a dry sunscreen. Okay. Yeah. You're welcome. So go look it up. You want a dry sunscreen, like a mineral-based sunscreen. And what I love mm. about that is it, it allows the this, this sunscreen to sit on the surface of the skin and doesn't really affect what's going on underneath in the deeper layers with the with the mm. corrective treatment program that you're on. So I'm a great – I love traditional sunscreen as well. So mm. for my children, for example, and myself, we would put like sunscreen on in the morning, um, yeah. you know, as they head out to school, but they each have a dry sunscreen in their backpacks. So that's kind of fun because it's like with a brush that they can reapply. Uh, and yeah, because, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And because it's a physical shield, it's cool because it has, it's effective straight away. And with sunscreen, you got to remember that you got to put it on 20 minutes before otherwise, yeah. before it is actually protecting you. And the other thing that people misunderstand about sunscreen is reapplication is really important. So, um, yeah, 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 it's kind of like your toast, right? If you put your toast in the toaster <laughs> and it pops back up, and you're like, hmm, this is just not quite where I wanted it to be. But when you dunk it that second time, you're like guarding the toaster because you know it's going to burn. Yeah right so skin so skin is the same that second you once you've kind of applied the sunscreen first you're increasing your minimal erythema dose so your next application Mm. you're going to burn faster so let's say you put an spf 30 on first Mm. which let's pretend that you burn in one minute so if you put on spf 30 now you're going to start to burn at 30 minutes okay 
Mm. If you reapply your sunscreen, you actually don't get another 30 minutes. You don't get the same protection because the heat in your skin is higher. So you can burn faster like your piece of toast for breakfast. Um, So just just be wary of that, that your reapplication doesn't constitute quite the same protection, even if you use the same SPF. Yeah. And I guess most people aren't putting on as much the second time either. I probably well, don't if, myself. If at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's another reason like I why I love like the dry sunscreen. Um is it just it's easier for reapplication, especially if you're wearing makeup and things yeah, like that. Yeah, that's a really tricky issue. Trying to yeah, I'm not gonna reapply when you've got um a beautiful full face of makeup on. It's not easy. Exactly. So the dry sunscreen kind of at least makes it a little bit easier. But your sun protection also has to match your activity. So are you running in and out of the office? Is it winter and you're just kind of like out and about? Is it winter and you're out from the slopes? Is it summer Mm -hmm. and you're at the beach? Your SPF has to match your activity. So I have a collection 15, 30, 50, you know, and I think you mm. in the UK are you allowed to label beyond thirty? Like I know Australia, New Zealand. Yeah, we've got fifty. Yeah, so in Australia, yeah. New Zealand, you can't label anything higher than thirty. It's thirty plus. That that's yeah. it. Because the difference between thirty and fifty really is just one percent extra protection. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say I was going to say something then it's gone as usual. Um, <laughs> so yeah. have you heard about the recent um, um, controversy about the uh, Asian sunscreens that uh, they found that they weren't factor 50 after all they did some independent testing and they were only oh. f- factor 19 oh so labeled my. 50 but they weren't yeah this is, this so is why your reapplication is so important and like mislabeling yeah. I think you guys are a little bit more like us. Like Canada has very strict guidelines, especially yeah. with sunscreen. Um, I remember just when we got our sunscreen and they changed the rules about it and we had to cease and desist and like completely redo our labeling to be mm. uh, to meet the criteria. So we have very strict uh, sun protection yeah. guidelines. But yeah, if you're picking up something in a country that perhaps doesn't have those governing no. guidelines yeah. so tight, you need to do your research. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the the formulas felt really, really nice, sort of much, much easier to wear than the Mm. European ones. And, you know, that's obviously why is because they just weren't using the same amount of the active ingredient. Yeah. Which is, yeah, such a shame. But that's really, you know, what frustrates me about that is like it's putting people who might use it at risk for developing skin cancer when they think they have a level of protection that they don't yeah. have that's so bad this is, so this is what gives the industry a bad name sometimes it drives mm. me crazy <laughs> yeah yeah so you know then how do we trust a sunscreen now because they they lied that's exactly it and this is why i always go back to like you know you need to educate yourself about ingredients and you know the um the fluff that's out there i think this is a very mm. confusing industry you know to everybody so you need to unfortunately you know really do your own due diligence and understand kind of like we have to do a food these days you have to understand how to read a label yes yeah yeah we talk to people like us who know a lot (laughs) 
exactly. Yes. If yeah, you know, listen to us. us. <laughs> listen to this podcast. Subscribe <laughs> yeah. today. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. it's good research. You know, I mean, yes, I mean, I'm a skin nerd, so I love doing the research, but not everybody wants to spend hours and hours <laughs> reading through white no, papers. So, but we're it's happy boring. to. So. Yeah. Let People us just want to be told. What do you think about yeah. the, the clean beauty, the clean skincare? Um, <laughs> yeah, everyone's talking. It's all, all of the skincare brands at the moment are coming out, and it's and with their their motto is "We're clean, clean skincare, chemical free." Uh, <laughs> everything is chemical, aren't we? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. so you know, sort of yeah, meaningless so jargon really but. it is so you have to understand like what the rules and regulations are about that just because something is organic or something is natural doesn't mean it's good for you so my husband he's a vineyard he owns a company that does vineyard management right so wow, cool <laughs> I know. Uh, he grows our wine. It's very important. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> so he will say to you, because there's obviously this, um, um, I was going to say fad, but I think it's here to stay. But let's go like this movement to organic, yeah. um, to organic, which is fine, except that he will tell you that the um, like what, what you can use to control the pests is um, is essentially copper. So in, a, in an organic vineyard, you use a lot of copper. Mm. So, you know, um, so he's kind of saying like the amount of, um, you know, of, so he does like um, what they call sustainable vin uh, vineyard management, which is what his preference is. But, you know, mm. if, they, if there is really damage to the crops and things, so forth, he has to intervene, but you're limited in what you can choose in an organic pathway. And I'm not saying organic is right or wrong. You just, just to, mm. to illustrate the point here is that an organic vineyard sprays a vast amount more copper on the crops before because that's mm. a key thing for pesticide or for, for pest control so um you know so then i'm kind of thinking like uh, enough copper is also not really good like that's not something yeah. i want in my you water can't just pour things willy-nilly into an ecosystem exactly that's right. and that's like we don't want copper and lead and things like that even though they're natural components you know they're from the mm. earth um we don't necessarily want that in our water and things like that so you know no. just because something is natural or organic you still kind of you know it's, or, or organic and natural can still be toxic so you know yeah. you kind of got to understand like how it's used and the the quantities that it's used in and so forth so just because it's clean doesn't necessarily mean that it is good no. for you for depending on the purpose that you're using it for like you know you know so I, just mm, an interesting I get, illustration I get you, yeah yeah what i do yeah. love however is things that matches what what naturally do belong in the skin so that's biomimicking yes. or bespoke or bioidentical yeah. Um, because you just have a natural affinity with that and your skin will receive it better so i love um bespoke skincare for sure so ingredients mm. like phosphatidylcholine ceramide squalene um stuff yeah. like that yes that of my favorites that, right things that doesn't alter the natural mechanism of the skin yeah yeah so 
you're just respecting your skin and researching about what your skin already needs and wants and giving it what it wants yeah for best results yeah so like emulsifiers to me is like that's like a category of no-no in my Mm. world because like ceramide and phosphatidylcholine actually are naturally emulsifying ingredients Mm. so but they cost more than let's call it for lack of a better description a synthetic emulsifier um Mm. but the emulsifiers have a build-up effect on the skin so i'd much rather pay a little bit more and have something that has that natural affinity with the skin like ceramides and phosphatidylcholine and not have nasty Mm. nasties in my in my skincare line and how, how do you feel about fragrance fragrance is the number one sensitizer um yay (laughs) yes it actually is trumping um you know like kind of at a point in time they said like preservatives is the number one sensitizer but yeah you know fragrance can risk havoc it's so bad yeah 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 i'm glad you said that because that's what i think (laughs) so do you want me to give you the perfect world list yeah cool. <laughs> okay there's six key things there's actually seven but let's stick with six for the purposes of this discussion so everybody grab your pen and paper and write this down <laughs> and now i'll get off my pedestal and give you the list okay so no preservatives no emulsifiers yeah no fragrance no colorants mm-hmm. no silicones and no mineral oils cool okay i don't mind mineral oils sometimes because they don't react you know they just sit on top i like that just holding holding the water in a little bit right so because it sits on top it doesn't physiologically adjust the skin and the challenge of a mineral oil is that used long term it can actually be dehydrating to the skin so why would Mm. you not have something that will do the same thing or like holding the holding the moisture in the skin like any of good quality oils will do that for you so like you Mm. know olaya europea fruit oil or persia gratisma oil or you know, your phosphatidylcholine is really nice and rich in lipids as well. Um, mm. You know, your parky butter, for example. So I'd much rather have those that, that has an additional benefit of having a, um, a, a barrier, a, yeah, a, a biocompatibility. Yeah, because mineral oils can be a little bit, it's not as breathable. So it's a little bit like putting ceramic on your face. Yeah, yeah, it literally is. Yeah, like sellotape. <laughs> covering it yeah I mean I sometimes I do get quite a lot of clogged pores and I you know I think that plant oils can be a trigger so I try and I don't want to use them pure anyway you know I wouldn't want to put a whole layer of plant oil on my spotty pory face Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So have it in a in a cream base that has, um, yeah. you know, th- that it's not so heavy and that the um, the absorbs the absorbability of it is improved. Perhaps of something like mm. a phosphatidylcholine, that's a great carrier. Um, so and and it, it, it will be on the ingredient deck as lecithin, by the way. So phosphatidylcholine yeah. is very rarely listed. That's a really good one. Yes, cool. love it, love it. So yes, we can just make you know, slightly better um, choices and ingredients and choosing something that is, you know, 
match a skin function um, goes a long way. It, it stretches your dollar. Yeah, it sounds all really nice. And I'm going to definitely start looking for lecithin in my ingredients now. I don't, yeah, I don't think I was aware of that and what it was. I, I've seen it, but I didn't know specifically what it did. And that's really cool. Little magic, like love it, love it. And the skincare line that I use is um, has it in almost every product. Cool. Yes. Do, so, would, would you like what what skincare line is it? So I distribute Dermavigils throughout Canada. Dermavigils. Okay. Mm, it's, cool. It's been around in the UK forever. It's a German skincare line. Yes. Ah, I haven't heard of it. How interesting. Yeah, so we're kind of under because we don't believe in like advertising, like and like advertising hype and stuff. We're like use the right thing that gets the right results. So we're not into like mm. all the glossy magazines and stuff like that. Super efficient though, and has been around for over twenty years. So um, oh, it's cool. really good. Yes, yes. And I know wow. some people in the UK. So if your listeners so like you know want to know more. Let, I, I know everybody that works with corneotherapy in general um, around the globe because I serve on an educational as a on the board of education for the International Association of Applied Corneotherapy. So I know a lot of corneotherapists in Australia, New Zealand, mm. the UK, around the globe. If somebody so wants to, to get in touch with them. Um, yeah. So would they find you at your site or do you have an Instagram? You, yeah, either renaesurbond.com, always easy to find me there. But yes, I admittedly like so, like my social media and renaesurbond mm-hmm. on um, Instagram is, yeah, feel free to message me if there's anything I can help with. I do have a little gift for your audience if you if oh, cool. want. Okay, mm-hmm. so I have a very cool skin quiz that is going to tell you because I believe there's like three skin types. You're either oily, you're mm-hmm. dry, or you are born with rosy cheeks and will die with rosy cheeks or have an ability to tan, which will make you a diffused redness skin type. Mm. So um, there's no such thing as sensitive. If you're sensitive, something's gone wrong. That's you're not born with sensitive skin. Mm. So um, I, in the quiz, um, it asks you a few basic questions and then it will tell you which skin type you are. And if you want to, I can send you the elaborated list of all the do's and don'ts, non-product aligned. Like for cool. your skin type, these are the things to do and these are the things to, more importantly, to avoid. So if anybody is interested in doing the quiz, just send me a message on Insta and I'm happy to send you the link to the quiz to take it. Cool. Super easy. Well, it's we have like- a... Um- the skincare with friends facebook group um and we can pop everything join the group and you know come along and talk to the members yeah yes i'll make sure that you have that link to invite people to and it's super it's on my facebook page as well but i'll make sure you have it so that your your audience can just go and take it it's a very fun quiz cool well i've learned i've learned plenty of things today that was really interesting Oh, so what you what are you up to now? Are you fit, are you going to have a nice afternoon in a vineyard? <laughs> it's kind of a little bit cold for that today. We are expecting oh. some snow, so actually oh, no. Oh, lovely! <laughs> I'm about to go and write a training curriculum on collagen induction therapy for a medical association here that I'm doing cool. a training curriculum for. 
But this has been so much fun. I so appreciate you having me on and chatting. Thank about you for coming. Topic. It's been lovely, <gasps> lovely talking to you. And enjoy, enjoy yeah. your um, training. <laughs> Will do. Thank you for having me again. And yes, as I say, if there's any questions, just reach out. Happy to answer. Lovely. Oh, thank you so much, Renee. That's brilliant. Okay. Bye, Nia. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Do, 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 do. This is the end of the podcast. Come to our Facebook group, Skincare with Friends, and we'll talk to you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.